trust issue goes on all levels of our life, right? Um, and the, the more we're able to, to move our, our consciousness to a place of trust, the more are we able to live in accordance with our soul. Yeah. And the, the stories you have to write, the books you have to create are living in your soul, in, the, in, the, in your heart, in the, in the center of your soul. And they're just like, gotta get out there, you know. Hi, I'm Cindy Coaches. I'm a writer. It's what I do. I'm also the host of Pen to Paper Press Podcast. Today I am speaking with Kristen, and I'll let Kristen say her last name because, well, she is sitting in Denmark, and her enunciation is not one that I can say. <laughs> and Kristen is the Usher Channeler. And she published last year a book titled Channeled Messages of Love and Light. And it is a very beautiful and unique book. I highly recommend it. And I will I will give the floor to to you, Kristen. And you know, please do share your last name because it is so important for people to know your last name. Yes. Thank you, Cindy, and thank you for inviting me for your podcast. Um, I'm Kristen Bjørkbage, or Bjørkbage. Uh, it's a very Danish name, and it means mountain hill. It doesn't make any sense, but anyway. So Bjørkbage means mountain hill. Um, yes, and I am the Asher Channeler. Um, and, I, and I would like to share with you how... I managed to write that book. How do you write a channel book? I would love and, that. <laughs> Please. <yes. laughs> going A to C and how to write a channel book. Yeah, no, I know that's not the course you're running, is it? <laughs> it's just like <laughs> writing a book in general, yes. Um, and as I have shared with you uh, previously on another occasion, um, I, I don't think that the difference between writing a book of what's on your mind and writing a channel book, it's more or less the same because where does it come from? You know, it comes from your subconsciousness, it comes from your soul, it comes from the divine, whatever. It's a process of, uh, of getting it out there, getting it out of your mind and, and out of your physical body and onto to paper or a computer, right? Right, right. Um, so for me, it was a very personal process first that initiated this, uh, this book. And uh, the mandatory life crisis, as I always say, that uh, pushed me forward out of a surprise divorce. And I was looking for a mentor, a coach to help me get out of that divorce shock. And I found one which was the perfect match for me at that time. And um, she gave me some really good personal tools on how to deal with the emotions involved. And those tools also sharpened my spiritual ability or my spiritual skills. Um, I was already a Reiki master teacher and a past life therapist and, and had a lot of I'm doing this independent, been been uh, independent businesswoman in this line of work for a couple of years. And then the, um, the tools I was given to handle my personal process 
also speeded up my spiritual process. And I found myself suddenly being a very uh, high frequency channel for the divine, for spirit, for whatever you, you call it. So I channel um, ascended masters and archangels of, of, uh, of different kinds. But anyway, so, you know, you're, you're walking around there living your normal normal life. Uh, yeah, I know being a Reiki master teacher, perhaps not is that normal for everybody, but it was for me. And then suddenly you begin to hear hear voices no i wouldn't say that then then people really think you're mental right uh, no, it's more like that i would my thoughts would be different i would be working and my intuition would be uh, enhanced i would know more about people i would know more about my clients and i had this urge to start to, to write it down and i was still working with my with my coach and she was like yeah well that's because kristen you have a very clear unique channel for for this line of work, so you should start writing it down. And then I got the message, you're going to write a book because you are the usher. And, you know, getting a message like that in your head, you should write a book, you are the usher. It's like, you can look around inside your own head going like, where is that coming from, you know? Um, so the first initial thought was to trust that voice telling me that there was a piece of work I should do. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that that is the same whether you are channeling the, the messages or you are uh, carrying with you a story that needs to be told. Right, to right. It urge that there is something inside of me that I have to get out. Right. And so that others can, can read it, right? Yes, I guess that, that I, I expect that would be the same for writers in general. It is. And so, yeah. So the trust, right? <laughs> trust the voice, do the work. Uh, as I've been told a number of times, um, now is the time. This is the sign, and then you follow the signs. And as I said with the with the coach, uh, when I did what you told me to do, I could do the work I was supposed to do. So in order to sit down and write a channel book, uh, I had to change a lot of stuff in my personal uh, way of, of handling my life. I had to change my diet, for instance. And it's not that I say that every writer should change their diet, but for me, it meant going vegetarian slash vegan meant that I was closer connected to my source. Uh, that being my subconsciousness, all the divine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was less disturbance. I was more focused. I was more balanced. Uh, my physical body was in better shape. Uh, so I had, I, I was just more there. I was able to do the work in a, in a better way. You know, and that's, I, that's yeah. a, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but that's, you know, a lot of people don't even consider the fact of what's outside of, you know, the hands, the paper or the computer and writing as far as tools for writing. You know, the fact that you bring up having having a different diet, you know, eating healthier, uh, it does make a huge difference. And that is something that's, you know, one of those key elements to to process, to consider if you're going to um, really get into the role of of writing and being an author is looking at your your health. So I again I I didn't mean to interrupt, but I had to, no, to no, add no. that. Yeah, because we have to remember that uh, 
body, the physical body is the human shield of our soul. And so the soul is down here for some reason, and that doesn't, that's not up for discussion today. Uh, but we, <laughs> that's another thing. That's not for another conversation. But we have, the better we take care of our human shield, the better our soul can do its work. For instance, to write a book. Right. Or make world peace, or be a good mom, or dad, or, or whatever. And um, so it matters. And what became very obvious to me was that when I was doing, for instance, when I did my morning yoga, just like 15 minutes uh, in my own office, you know, at my in my home, uh, when I had um, when I controlled my diet to be vegetarian, vegan, when I did my morning meditation, and then sat down to write, the miracles would happen. I would I would channel the text. I would be able to just sit down put that pen to paper and write word by word because i was trusting the process i stopped arguing with myself oh i could do something else oh i don't want to meditate today oh i'm just gonna have uh, a lot of hot chocolate with whipped cream and some extra mm. uh, fudge or whatever uh, <laughs> that sounds I, good. I wasn't able to do the work <laughs> right and so for me the trick definitely was um to do as I was told, <laughs> and to trust that process. And it's so annoying because we don't like that, right? No, no, no. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. Right. But, um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I, but my advice is to find your tools, to find out what works for you, what puts you in that position where you are at your best, and, and it's quiet around you. There's no noise. Your body, your physical body is not making noise, right? Your mind is not making noise. You're just there. You're just balanced and aligned. And for me, that was the, the diet, the yoga, and the daily meditations. And since it was channeling, I did. I needed twice daily meditations, mornings and afternoons or evenings, in order to stay at that balanced frequency where I was an open channel. Um, and then... When I sat down to write, as I said, for me, I, it had to be pen and paper. It couldn't be on a computer. I had to have that um, move my hand. Okay. Because it wasn't about going click, click, click on a keyboard. <laughs> uh, and, and sometimes, seriously, I couldn't read what I was writing because it would just be like flowing. <laughs> and then I would have to transcribe it, of course, at a later point. Uh, and I really had to like, what did I write there? <laughs> um so what I did was, after meditation, I would get up straight and sit down at my desk with my pen and my paper ready, and I would put that pen to the paper and clear my mind, like block out everything and say, okay, I'm ready. Tell me what I have to write down. And then a word would pop up in my mind, and I would write down that word, and it would be followed by another word, by another word, by another word, and it would create sentences and chapters and I shouldn't think about commas or punctuation or grammar. I should just write down word by word what came through my channel, through my mind, into my hand and out through the pen, if you can put it that way. Right, yeah. English is not my first language, right? Um, so it was like a flow. So my hand, and sometimes I, did, I didn't even have to look. I didn't have to have my eyes open because I would just think the word okay, I'm going to write this word now, and then I'm going to write this word, and my hand would just do chew, 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 like this. And it created some beautiful texts. 
Um, and then I would put them aside. I wouldn't read them, uh, reread them immediately. I would just like close it down, just go down, have breakfast, have my coffee, whatever. And then perhaps I would read them days later. Eventually I had to transcribe everything into the computer, right? But right. some of the text I hadn't re, re, what do you call it? reread since the day they were written. And it could be weeks later because that was not the important part there. But then again, that might be the difference in a channeled book as in if you're writing other kinds of book books. Um, but then... Um, Sometimes I would be like, this is weird. This, what, what am I writing here? I can't tell people this. This is, nobody will believe me, right? And I would still have that, no, it doesn't matter if anybody likes what I'm doing right now or if anybody's actually going to read it. I know that this is what I'm supposed to do and I will continue doing it until I'm done. Yeah. So I would just sit there and keep on word by word putting that word on the paper. And then, for instance, um, and sometimes when I would read it afterwards, I would be like, wow, <laughs> did I write this? <laughs> and I, I know, I, yeah, I did. I had, the pay, I had the pen in my hand, right? But I was like, wow, that is beautiful. <laughs> and, and then there was, a, there was a specific text or a chapter about time where uh, the master that channeled this um, subject through me uh, try to explain how the concept of time actually works. And writing that specific text was very powerful. It was a very special presence in my room. It was very, like, really powerful. Uh, how do you say Like a pressure almost. The energy feel surrounding me was very strong, very powerful. And it was very heavy work. I got really tired afterwards. And I... And I was like, what is this? This is special. This is different. And I reread it and I was like, I can't publish this. People will think this is uh, crazy or they won't understand a word of it. It doesn't make sense to the human mind. I have to explain more. I have to put in some extra explanations as what to this actually means. So I sat down to put in that extra, to add the, the extra text. And the minute I did that, it was as if the whole atmosphere in the room was uh intensified really? uh, and and as if there was someone to go like no you're not gonna change anything it's like <laughs> i couldn't really hear that voice but i had that feeling like there was a big school teacher leaning over me saying no don't touch it so i moved my hand and i was like stop was like, okay i'm just gonna rewrite this anyway and i and i and i started again and the same like no it's like okay okay i get it so i'm not gonna change anything and for me, that was a very powerful confirmation about not interfering with the process. Do what you do, what you're told to do. Do what do what you're urged to do without starting to. Does this make sense to anybody else? Yeah. Does it, what will what will people think? Drop that. You know, block that thought out of your mind if you're going to write. Do not worry about what people will think. You have to write what's inside of you and that needs to get out. And that was yes. very important for me to get to that point. Um, just, just okay. I, and I totally surrendered at that point. Just like, okay, okay, guys, upstairs department, I am just going to put down on that paper the words you put in, my, in, in front of me and I'm not going to interfere. And, uh, and that's how it was created. So how long did it take you you know, from the point of 
starting to receive the messages to when you felt the book was completed? About six or seven months. Okay. Yeah. I think it was because I started out in... It became clear to me sometime during September 18th that uh, I should write the book, that I should write a book that I should collect this uh, knowledge this messages and then I started for real January February uh, 19 and in the summer uh, July I there was some very powerful weeks of writing there and around yeah so six seven months perhaps eight months yeah and then it was like okay now it's done and and of course it wasn't Every day I would write, but, but some periods it was every day. Um, but it would be like three or four times a week I would do that. So it would be like um, half an hour, an hour in the morning. Yoga, meditation, channel writing um, for six or seven months. Yes. I, and I was going to ask if, if you had any kind of a, a daily routine. But as you mentioned, you didn't write every day. It was you know, when you did the process and, and, it, and it followed your schedule. So you had brought up something that I was curious about. And that was because you were doing something outside of, quote unquote, your normal. You were channeling. And this information was not stuff, as you mentioned, you didn't write every day. It was you know, when you did the process and, and, it, and it followed your schedule. So you had brought up something that I was curious about. And that was when you published your book, did you have a couple of people kind of like, you know, people that you've known for a long time do the whole, whoa, what, what, what is this? You know, Kristen, what did you write? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's an interesting question there. <laughs> I, 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 first, I have to say that I think it was more in my mind that I was concerned that people would think she's crazy. She's gone crazy. Now it's, it's official. Now she's officially, you know, lost <laughs> it. Um, and so I, I was kind of expecting that to happen. And, and of course, nobody actually told me that, that, I, that they thought I lost it. <laughs> um, but I had, um, no, and, and my parents, which are far from uh, spiritual, they are just good old plain believing in God, Lutherans, as we are in Denmark, most of us. Um, they were like kind of proud of me, I found out. My mom would tell all her gym class, you know, my mom, she's like 82 years old, that, oh, my, my daughter wrote a book. I'll bring you some. You can buy it. She was asking me for copies to sell to a gym class. And I was like, what? Okay, mom. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so actually, I, I would say I only had one. I did have one uh, reaction from a close friend that, that hurt me a bit. But of course, it was more about her than me. I know that. But it, she was, she is a close friend, and she had been with me through the process. And when the book is finally out there, um, and she had it for, a, um, she read it before it was published, and she never commented one word on the content of the book. There was never anything about even. Oh, I didn't really get it, but I. Uh, 
wow, you wrote a book, uh, or it's amazing content, or I don't agree with you. It was just like, so how does it feel to be a writer, Kristen? And I was like, yeah, well, thank you. And she never, ever mentioned anything. She never, one word. And that was kind of like, huh, did you even read it? <laughs> you know? And then now, uh, a year later, uh, when I did uh, the anniversary celebration of the one-year um, publishing date for my book, Mm-hmm. Uh, then she writes on a public post. Um, it's an amazing little book you wrote there, and I was like, "Wow, that was actually the first time she did that." <laughs> so, um, so all my concerns whether I would get the uh, she totally lost it, I didn't get from anyone. Uh, and I guess it's mostly our personal stuff getting in the way that we expect people to um, to not like it when we show who we really are. And I guess yeah. that's the same, no matter what kind of writer you are, because you pull out your soul, right? You you show them your innermost. This is yes. me. This is what I have in me. Whether it's a it's a novel or it's a personal story or it's a channel message, this is me putting myself out there, right? It's and a, it's so vulnerable. Yes, and I was just going to say that it's such a vulnerable position to put ourselves because. When we are writing, even if it's a technical book, it's still a part of us. And yes. we do get that ego mind attached to it that, that, you know, we want that acceptance. We want the acknowledgement and we also want approval. And, and that is one of those biggest challenges for a writer is to drop that vulnerability and and to trust the process and you know truly the one of the biggest messages that you know we've known each other for a couple of years and one of the biggest messages that you've always shared with me especially is you know trust trust the messages you're getting trust the information and and know that what you're doing is you know where you're intended to be so um and hopefully that is one of the messages that carries through on this podcast is to truly trust the process of your writing and again thank you for reiterating the fact that you know, your way is not the right way. Your right way is not the wrong way. It's just another way to to write, to, to go through the process. And it is very unique because when, you know, if I sit down and I channel out messages, it's more than likely it's completely different than how you're getting the messages. Other than it's coming from source, it's coming from our hearts, it's coming from you know, that divine, you know, like you said, however, however it comes to you, whether you call it God, spirit, source, divine energy, you know, whatever the angels, you know, however you term it, that's how you're comfortable with terming it. It's all the same for the most part. So, yes, it's, it's true. I agree. Uh, the trust and the trust issue goes on all levels of our life, right? Um, and the, the more we're able to, to move our, our consciousness to a place of trust, the more are we able to live in accordance with our soul. Yes. And the, 
the stories you have to write, the books you have to create, are living in your soul, in the in the, in your heart, in the in the center of your soul, and they're just like, let it get out there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it, yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and another story comes to my mind now. When you were listening to you just now, Cindy, uh, and it relates again to this about trusting the process that things will happen that will eventually lead you to do what you're supposed to do. Um, so don't fight it. Because a couple of years ago, I did a writing course, not because I wanted to write, but because it was in connection with my Reiki practice. And it the, the title was something about write Reiki or something like this. And it was to deepen your relationship with your Reiki practice. So every day for whatever, 21 days, you would get a prompt which said something about Reiki is blah, blah, or Reiki does blah, blah. And then you would have to do free writing for 15 minutes. And that would be without stopping and thinking, without looking uh, into spelling or grammar or, you know, whatever. And I did that a couple of years ago. And I thought, that was so nice. So, and I said, oh, God, that's good. And I didn't really think about it for anything else because I was not going to write a book, right? And then all this channeling opens up. And suddenly I'm like, but I practiced this. I did this a couple of years ago. I did this about just putting that pen to paper and writing without thinking about just letting one word take the next word. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. I didn't even know why I was doing it back then. And now it all falls into place and it actually trained me for how to create the book I was supposed to write. So, yeah. You know, it, it yes, we so often have those, it, it's like these little stepping stones that are put on our, you know, in our path. You know, we, we might not know why two years ago we had this, this job that is so out of our, our normal scope of jobs or, you know, why did I take this class? You know, this is not something I would do, but yet. You, you know, down the road, a year, two, ten years later, it's like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's how we see that perhaps there is a master plan. And when we when we stick to our hearts and our soul and not our busy mind, then uh, we can follow the master plan much easier. At least, at least that's my uh, that's my opinion. Let's yes. put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And. Oh, thank you. I, I'm, I am just, I am so amazed at, with having watched your transformation and because I knew you before you started writing this book and I wasn't really aware that you were writing the book um, until, and, until not, I don't know, maybe a, well, a year and a half ago. Yeah, yeah, but anyways, but watching your transformation and truly you have become more confident uh, with talking about the the channel messages and and so forth. So, oh, and I have to ask the star that is your symbol that's on the cover of your book. How, yes. what is it? Where did it come from? Tell me about that yes. symbol. I love that symbol. Yeah. It, it is a beautiful symbol. And it's a, now it's a shame. It's a podcast. <laughs> People will have to buy the book. <laughs> 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 no. um, 
Yes, on the front, on the cover of the book, there is um, a, a symbol. It's a star or a flower, or it's a flower star. Um, and it is a channel symbol uh, for me, for the Usher channeler, and for this, for these messages uh, specifically. And um, it came to me again by they were very insisting they kept showing me these symbols you know like do you get it now sister you know? <laughs> uh and, and in a very simple form i already had it in my previous in my company's logo just very very simple form of it and then i started seeing these shapes of, of stars somehow everywhere i was watching a movie and suddenly oh wow that's a beautiful whatever that's a star i would look at the sky there was a star i would take a walk on the beach and suddenly uh, seaweed would be lying in the shape of this star or something like that. Oh. And then finally I got it. It's like, okay, guys, I get it. I get it now. And then so much fell into place for me. So much made sense when suddenly I went like, wow. So the star, it is a symbol as being the usher. You usher people towards the light. Or you, in old-fashioned way, you usher the. It was like in the in the old movie theaters. You would uh, you would be the usher with the flashlight, showing people to their seats when they came in late, so they could sit down and watch the show, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the usher kind of guides people to their seats, so they can see what they're really supposed to see. I, I like that's kind of like my translation for it. The usher channel, the usher title was given to me by spirit. So anyway, so this star is the symbol is like a leading star like for ages for thousands of years sailors would look to the you know to the stars in the sky right. to find their way home northern star for instance and um, the northern star is Sirius um, so this Asha symbol has to do with Sirius with the northern star um, it's always been high on the sky leading travelers leading seekers to find their way it's like, you know, in a compass, a regular old-fashioned compass, you would have a star in the middle showing north and south and so. And, and at the same time, this specific star symbol is more soft. It's, it is as a flower as well somehow because it is, we're on planet Earth. We're, it's Mother Nature. We have, we have all the answers are in the nature surrounding us and in the beauty of nature. So somehow this star symbolizes the connection of heaven and earth for the human beings. And when we look for that star, we will know how to find our way home. So that is like the, the, the story of the, of the Usher symbol. And I have been instructed that I shall use this symbol on all books that will come because of course there will come more well yeah <laughs> um, i hope so, <laughs> so that people, and, and and i think that it has to do that somehow when we see this shape this star we somehow know oh i should look there because it's deep deep down in our human dna to look for the star for guidance and we just had this this christmas we had that special combination of stars in the sky yes. like for the first time since right and yes. it was the, it's the same kind of shape. And, and when, when, well, just so much fell into place for me because you see like the Northern star, Sirius, it's also the dark star or the wolf star because the dog was a wolf before it became a dog. Right. right. I live in Scandinavia. We have the Northern star here most of the year. Um, I, years back, I built my own drum. 
a ceremonial drum and you have to do a meditation to give it a name and the the uh, the dog uh, the wolf came forward and what so my i have a wolf on my drums uh, in the back and i have little white stars on the front because i was told back then and this is six seven eight years ago that my voice should be guided by the wolf and the stars <gasps> and then we move fast forward yeah i know i, even I got chills <laughs> and then suddenly something out of the blue out of whatever horrible divorces and life crisis i channel from the star and uh and that is such a beautiful story it is <laughs> and, uh, so that is that is the symbol on the front on the cover of the book yes oh my gosh i get chills just hearing that and and i had known that it was a special symbol and that it was a representation of stars but I guess I didn't know the full story. Oh my gosh, thank you for sharing that with us. I mean, how beautiful. And yeah, I just like, ooh, get the chills from it. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> so um, it is getting time to wrap it up. And so how can people find you on the World Wide Web on the internet? <laughs> on the World Wide Web, they can find me at ashachandler.com. Um, uh, also on Facebook and Instagram, there's an ashrachanneler.com. And the book, of course, is, uh, is on Amazon. Um, so there's plenty of ways to find me. Thank you so, so very much, Kristen. You're, uh, you're such a dear friend. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Cindy. I appreciate it. And thank you for inviting me to your podcast. You're very welcome. Before we end our time together, I'd like to say thanks for joining us. If this podcast resonated with you, be sure to subscribe, share it, and leave a comment at pentapaperpress.com. Until next time, remember, your words have power. Your story matters. All right, take care of yourself. Bye.